I'm James. And I'm Stephen. And you're listening to... The, the Big Gay Bucket List! Seriously, why can't you ever get that? You're such I'm, a bad I... rhythm. <laughs> Booklist is a fabulous, fun, fortnightly podcast which explores the shared social and cultural experiences most gay people have or expect to have as we go about our lives. But James, tell us what's on our bucket list today. Well, today we are using the bountiful uh, resource of our many years of life experience and lived experiences to look back and think to ourselves, what would we say to our younger selves across a couple of key kind of um, areas of our lives? So we're going to have a look at what advice we'd give to our younger selves about boys, our career, lifestyle, friendship, and just our mental health in general. Fabulous. But before all that, let's put a cat the kettle on for a co-host catch-up. So James, tell me, what have you been up to since our last recording? Oh, I mean... Which is funny. This is actually a proper co-host catch-up because I actually haven't seen you. No, or that's true. From. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been I've been AWOL, uh, living, living my best oh. life um, out in, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so like... The, the most exciting thing that's been happening in my my life in the last kind of number of weeks is that I became obsessed with this reality program on and just a, advance notice spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Blown Away on Netflix so if you don't want spoilers for a two year old glass blowing competition reality show on Netflix <laughs> sk- <laughs> Stephen and I leave the call leave Zoom yeah. meeting <laughs> skip ahead maybe three or four minutes but I I, don't, I I discovered it um last week and it is like it's it's ten um professional glass blowers brought into a big hot shop and I learned all about glass blowing. First of all, did you realize that the furnace in which they make the glass things is called the glory hole? Which I was oh. I was I was chuckling at the entire time. <laughs> that I was I just just while you are I, I am holding a piece of glass and I have been holding it probably for the last hour, so that's that's weird and spooky. <laughs> well it's for the Did you get it from the glory hole? Woo <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um I know glory holes never did it for me the idea of that, no thanks. But anyway, uh, back oh. to glass. Oh no, on the I'd be on the receiving side. Ooh. Anyway, why not? Um, but yeah, so Fast blowing. Go. I got I got really into this competition, and it's the most stressful thing in the world because like they're like wielding these huge poles with big glass things on the end of it, and like the, the glass falls off and smashes your heart has been in your mouth. But the, at the end of it, it came down to two very talented glass blowers and a woman named Deborah won. That's the spoiler alert, and. I was like looking up to see what she'd done since the show because it was like quite a lot of coming out. And I came across a change.org petition with 4,000 signatures saying that they needed to, to revert the decision for Deborah's victory. <laughs> and there was the amount of, 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 the amount of passionate, <laughs> the amount of passionate comments that people are, had to, glass blowing should be focused on skill and creativity and shouldn't be based in someone's political views and how they present it through glass. She is low-key ugly. Which I thought was a weird one. Oh, and then this is um, from a man named James Tyler. This competition has no merit. Glass blowing was supposed to be about making beautiful art, and people spouting their political agenda is represents a death of enjoyable art forms. 
And this what? last lady was, she had a bad attitude the whole competition, whether making faces or saying rude comments. She was as rotten as her potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but and it, I'm surprised. There's pages and pages of comments like that as well. But anyway, it, it's fab. I love it. I'm completely addicted. Can't wait for a new one to come out. At whatever point Did they it happens. Have somebody from Waterford Crystal there, though, no? That would have been fun. Well, if they made an Irish version of it, because it was a Canadian television programme. Well, I assumed it was farting. It w- but, yeah. I just think, like, uh, to have a scabby old Irish person in the middle of it all would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Making Tipperary glass blowing. God, you really will make reality shows out of anything. It, it, I honestly think it's a very, like, it's a very tense show. Like, I was, I got very invested into it. I was, like, actually watching it. It's one of the first things I've watched in ages where, like, I actually didn't have my phone on the entire time because I was so, like, like gripped by whether or not they were going to make the glass sculptures in time and whether they were going to, whether they were going to, like, break, accidentally break things or how they were going to fix it. And also, it's, like, so weird because it's such, like, um, a non like, art form in loads of ways, and, like, the stuff they were making was, like, real sort of, I don't know, it's all this, like, conceptual artisty kind of, like, highfalutin kind of carry-on. But then, in and among all that, it's, like, like, massive flamethrowers and these huge big bats of molten glass and, like, this, like, real... So it's, like, this the real weird, like, paradox of this, like, real masculine kind of activities and then the so femininity and gentleness of the... But anyway, but that's, it is what amazing. that's what I'm living for. It's amazing how TV wow. production has got to the point where they can make something so low stakes so high stakes. Like cooking <laughs> yeah. a meal. MasterChef is so stressful to watch for me. It's like, yeah, oh my god, is. they're they're gonna fuck up that shoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like yeah, no, this sounds like I, the same. I yes, because I was watching the Bake Off as well, obviously, and when they were doing their biscuit boxes, they had to make oh their, yeah. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're, and I was just like the the stress and pressure of watching those people make those biscuit baskets. I was like, I can't handle this. I actually can't. can't I, I, it got can't almost got too stressful that I had to. You talking about the pastry cage? Yeah, the pastry cage. That's it. Not yeah, biscuit yeah. boxes or Amateur. biscuit cages. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, Paul Hollywood. You, that man's never seen an episode of Bake Off in his life. <laughs> just in case I ever do meet Paul Hollywood, I just need to know about Bake Off. Bake yeah. Off, oh, he's such an asshole. I can't I fucking like bake him. anything. But anyway, I do like the show. So, Stephen, tell me, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I, um, I, I need something to watch. So maybe I'll give whatever, what, blow me or what is it called? <laughs> blow me in what the glory this? hole. Blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Blown away. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. Um, no, so obviously not an awful lot going on in my life. But I did come across this story, um, which I don't know whether many people know. Um, about so, did you know like Barbie and Ken? So Ken from the Barbie and Ken. Era. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Earring Magic Ken introduced in 1992? No. No. You've never heard of it. So basically, um, Mattel had done a survey and discovered the girls didn't think Ken was cool enough at the time. So someone <laughs> had the bright idea to research coolness by sending people to raves, which at the time were mostly hosted and attended by gay men. Um, they went to these raves, took notes on what fashions were, and finally landed on a ridiculous outfit. I'll send you a picture of the uh, earring ma- Magic Ken. But the doll became the biggest selling Ken doll in history. Uh, the reason being is because gay men bought it in droves. <laughs> and many of, them, many of them said the necklace that he has is supposed to be a cock ring. Uh, but Mattel and a number of parents weren't very amused and discontinued the doll. 
So I thought that was amazing. This is massive. There's like article after article after article of um, of Earring Magic Ken and how it's been taken over completely by the gay community. Oh my God. Well, to be fair now, there. he does look very much like a, a gay boy band member. Like that is very, very kind of like, so. well, like even with the bleached hair and the, um, yeah, and the open shirt and the, the sheer vest. But there's very, like, there's, there's pages and pages of people that are giving their advice on the fact that it definitely is a cock ring and stuff that he's wearing, but it's just fascinating. Like I got lost for about an hour one, uh, one of the nights just reading all the articles on it. I mean, much like so, it's, it's amazing how they can make television so, like so low stakes, television really high stakes. It's amazing how people have the capacity to make a conspiracy theory out of like literally everything. Like the, everything. the mm-hmm. Ken's wearing a cock ring. Like Ken doesn't even have a cock. You know, what's, he putting, what's he putting around? putting around? It fell off because of the cock ring. Yeah. He never took it off. <laughs> but it was only so it was only um it was only a, a candle in shops for six weeks and it's still to this day the biggest selling candle because gay people bought it which mm. is pretty cool except for Kendall Jenner ooh <laughs> <laughs> I've just come more gothy candle there <laughs> with the bad teeth yeah which has got fixed yeah I mean like all those post drag race girls gets out there gets the teeth done you know it has to be. But anyway, it indicated that um, Ken would traditionally be a bottom by what he was wearing and by his earring being in the one ear and the bandana thing and all that kirk. Well, that's, there we go. I mean, explains why he was a badass bitch of Barbie. I know. Mm-hmm. What was it? Magic Earring Ken? Earring Magic Ken. Oh, magic Mike, yeah. That was like, yeah. the, next, the next progression was going to be Ken that came with like a selection of coloured hankies. Yeah. <laughs> Ken with his glory hole. Like, yeah. For all his blowing. It's just, <laughs> just mad how like how moved on. Like if that was now and they were getting sales like that, there's no way they'd pull him off the shelf. No, absolutely not. If you'll pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had the mesh fest. There you go. Mesh fest, but honestly, Martin, you'll have hours of enjoyment looking at all the different articles and how passionate people get about earring magic and totally. which is still trademarked. So don't. So we're so not going to. So we're not going to be seeing it on any book a book list merch anytime soon. We can't. No, no so, we can't do it. So that content is not coming. No, can't. <laughs> can't. Mattel still owns. We could the just put. Uh, we could just make a uh, cock ring necklace and put that as the merch. <laughs> I wonder would be or one of those um the 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 crystal butt plug. Yeah. That could be it could be a range. <laughs> yeah, text us on the WhatsApp that James never checks. I found the phone some, uh... before I, I almost left the phone in Crumlin, but anyway, I didn't. I brought it home with me and it's in the kitchen. <laughs> so James, today we are talking about advice we would give to our younger selves. Yeah, it's um. I think it's a it's a really fun or interesting topic. Um, and like when you do look back at the way you limited yourself when you were younger, based on kind of assumptions that you made or like really rigid like belief systems that you had, like it's kind of mad because especially now when you're a bit older, you're kind of going, "I forgot what was I so fucking worried about?" You know what I mean? I know, like absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think for for this, we're going to take a take an idea, kind of just of a couple of different areas where we wish we could impart some wisdom um on ourselves and and just 
so little like nuggets of wisdom that we would we would like to be able to go back and like kick ourselves up the arse to, to be able to start working on with and just some other I suppose like bits and pieces that we've grown to know over the years even outside of those topics so the first one that I was going to talk about was well actually the first thing is what's one like absolute like one nugget one pearl of wisdom that you wish just across the board you could you could go back and give to yourself like when you were in your early 20s setting out on this adult journey um 100% would be save every single cent i have ever earned in my entire life because i've like i'm 32 now i've got to a stage where um it would be nice to have a massive chunk of money that i could throw at a bank and get them to buy me a house so it's something i like it's something i it, i always regret i always remember people saying to me save every penny and i just like yeah and i suppose um the way the situation is with lockdown and stuff now it would be nice to have your own place that you could call your own home and stuff so that that's it save and save your ass off i've got a niece who's 19 and i'm telling her and she's the annoying person back at me but i'm telling her that's exactly what she should be doing so save what about yourself save. what would you um mine yours is quite a practical tip mine is a bit more esoteric <laughs> it's basically just people don't care as much as you think they do about what you're doing in fact people don't care at all about what you're doing so just do what you want to do and don't feel like you're being watched by an audience because you're not that would be my Absolutely. advice and that i think would that would open so many more doors like that would just yeah, allow you to throw yourself into yeah it would like to throw yourself into these experiences and throw yourself into these um into into life in a much more meaningful way because you'd end up because you do end up limiting yourself or you almost feel like there's like a continuity editor watching your life and going oh that's out of character for you you shouldn't be doing that or someone's going to come over with a notebook and be like why are you here like what and it's like yeah, all of that stuff yeah, just forget absolutely. about it um, so that would be the one overall um that'd be the one overall piece of advice that i would i would give to myself well okay uh, martin do you have one piece of advice that you would give to yourself other than never shave I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm still trying to take your advice similarly enough um i'd come out earlier like people in your life don't care because yeah. it wasn't the big deal you made it out to be yeah that's no that's a that's a huge thing as well like for especially for for people in the lgbt community if you feel I suppose we're all very lucky because we had like positive experiences about it and like the amount of worry we did before we came out was like ultimately unfounded. So yeah, like having the confidence. And I mean, you came out at a time where like people weren't coming out. Like as in you came out quite young. Yeah, I came came out when I was was 17 and like, as I said, like I think the problem with, it goes back to what I said that like my core piece of advice to myself was I end, I was paralyzed by this fear or this kind of like sense that like there was like almost this feeling of like there was like an audience watching me and they were like they were kind of going to point out if I did something out of um character or if I tried something new there was going to be this this like fear of judgment just lived so much in me that I like was too scared to do anything about it so even though I was out to all my friends I didn't actually push into the to the gay community or mate like as I've talked about before I didn't actually make yeah. make any effort to to move into the gay community until probably a decade even slightly longer later you know like there was so little like so little um kind of movement to that because i was so terrified of not doing the right thing or not knowing what i was what i was to be doing and do you think um giving that piece of advice do you think that 
if you'd have lived that life sooner, do you think you'd be a different person now? Or do you think that in the end it came there, it just came there too late? Well, hopefully it didn't come too late. But <laughs> but no, no but you I, know I, what I mean? Do you think you could have it? Like, I suppose nobody wants to say that life they're living at the moment isn't the best life the that best they route, should yeah. be leading. Or the best version of themselves, exactly. But I'm just interested to know, do you think something will be wildly different um, I guess you can't know that for certain, but I think definitely, I like you can only look at the things that you regret in, in your past or the things that you wish you'd done differently and see how you might have changed those. So I'd say that like I'm very I, I recognize and I'd say we all do recognize how lucky we are in the life that we have and in the the kind of the the circles of friends we have and 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 in our our positions, particularly at a time like this. But I do look back and think there is like a 10 year period where I was holding myself back a huge amount. And it's like, I wish I'd had the opportunity to, I suppose, use those years better because on the flip side of that is like, once I actively made the decision that I was like, right, this is, you know, time for me to open the floodgates and go and live my best life. I have done. And the last 10 years I've had have been like full of trying everything and, and making sure that I didn't miss out on any opportunity. So yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've I've made the most of the last ten years, ten before that, but I suppose like yeah, maybe like I could be in a different place, a different headspace now if I'd done that when I was younger instead of waiting till I was in my late twenties to start that kind of level sure. of interaction yeah. and stuff. But yeah, fair. I'm pretty happy though with where I am right now. <laughs> no, that's oh, well. So don't start, don't start trying to be, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no yeah, that is. I, I won't try. I won't try Miriam you or, or, <laughs> yeah. or counsel you. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just interested, genuinely interested. Yeah. So here um, here's a question. As regards boys and relationships. Boys, relationships, love life. What advice would you like to give yourself? And bearing in mind, we all of us three here on this call are still figuring it out. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um it's it's sort of it's quite similar to what you said about um just being yourself. I I would have been very cautious of the type of person that I could, um, number one, bring home uh, to my parents, number two, who I could introduce to friends. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd ultimately tell myself that if a boy captures your heart, just run with it. Don't worry about anybody else around you. Um, because there was a lot of times where I met guys and they didn't fit into a box that I had for them with family or a box I had with friends um, or even work colleagues. And they they were oppor- missed opportunities mm. that I had, so it could have been a really uh, potentially great person, and we could have had a fabulous life. And I just it, uh, for uh, for me worrying about what other people thought, um, I limited myself massively in that area. Yeah, um, I think that that's a huge thing, though. Like that that fear of failure is such a huge thing, and like this fear of judgment and kind of not wanting to like be vulnerable. So I think that that yeah that would be a big thing. It's kind of like. Which I've gotten over and probably gone too far to the the other direction now, I feel sometimes, where I kind of like fucking put it all on the line, what's the worst that could happen? And and they probably could do it, kind of reining that back in a bit. But definitely there's times in the past where I've met guys, like in that, particularly in that like 10 year period, kind of just after I came out, but before I was maybe confident enough to do stuff about it, where I met people and there was like an energy, but I was like, oh, I don't know what to do here, I'm not sure. So I would like, extract myself from the situation or hide somewhere in the corner and like run away and i'm like i i wish that i'd 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 like been less afraid to fail and more afraid to kind of just fucking get involved 
Um, yeah, on the, absolutely. On, on the flip side of that, though, what I would say is um, just, you know, don't trust all your... Well, don't trust... Don't, don't run after every opportunity because sometimes, you know, no. if you think the person's a weirdo, they are a weirdo. And, absolutely. There's no smoke without fire. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> My actual point, though, is that, like, there were certain guys that I found um, that I really liked, but I, I made every excuse that it wouldn't work outside of my own bubble which is worse because i should have just looked after myself in that regard <laughs> yeah no absolutely because no because you do especially like you you I, I suppose you're the person who you you you're the person who has ultimately has to be the ha- happy in your relationship and if absolutely. you think if you think about like to the degree to which you think about your friends partners if you know what i mean like yeah. people who who you're not like friends, partners that you don't know or that aren't in your friend circle. You, you think about them, as long as they're treating the person well, you don't exactly. think about them all that much. Like, they're just kind of there and they don't really yeah. impact on you. And other people feel that way about you as well. But you can really get this sense of like, oh, when, like, I don't know, because I got overwhelmed by this feeling that like, I have to find a partner who like is not just for me, but is also for all my friends. And I want that kind of like really ridiculous. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah that ridiculous absolutely. notion of kind of like a friends style group of everyone's going to hang out together. But it's like, yeah, that's not realistic. Yeah. That's not what it is. No, that's... definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? But what, 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 ex- what exact advice would you give to yourself around boys? Um, I suppose like no one's like, no, don't let your, no one's actions totally represent who they are so if people are kind of if people are kind of shitty you know you can like that doesn't mean they're like a shitty person sometimes but also on the flip side of that you know if someone is a bit needy or whatever, like forgive people for their mistakes i think is probably it or kind of like be open to to like having your mind changed on people but on the flip side yeah. of that i would also be like as i said if someone's a weirdo or if someone's horrible like that's you know don't you can still run after it just because it's available yeah. Yeah. i think mm-hmm. actually that one piece of advice i would give myself now that i'm thinking about it is just because something's available doesn't mean you should go for it because i do think that in that period of time because I, I was everything was so sparse that like anytime something appeared out in the like in the, the midnight sun I would like run after it and be like yes please which is how like you end up going on these dates like these random dates of people and like you end up like having fucking weirdos coming to visit bananas you from Wales the on the ferry it's like yeah. <laughs> bananas <laughs> eggs in the front lounge and it's like you know like oh god like yeah I don't know I, I like, didn't I'm even just say eggs in the front yeah. lounge I said bananas in the front lounge that was a different <laughs> person <laughs> <There's like laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen so this is a this is a fairly recent development James like <laughs> yeah no, actually, now that I think about it I'm like Jesus yeah well it's, it's something I could still learn to I could still learn to, to, to mm-hmm. I could still learn to um to, to input in my well, life well you've nowhere to go now so at that's least it you knew, just to do introspection at least you knew James he was too old <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I, I, back, back when I was 16, 17, 18, I was able to be like, you're too old. Whereas then I was like, but but will I be alone forever? (laughs) Um, To be fair, he just sounded old. Yeah, to be fair, he was probably the same age as I am now. I mean. (laughs) Actually, that's a funny, while we're on the subject, um, the first ever person that I had any sort of carnal relations with has recently got in touch with me again, which is very, very, very strange. Wow. Like and that you're talking why? 15 years ago. 
a very much a hey how are you question mark dot 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 and i was like oh this is so weird and it was on like social media it wasn't on um it wasn't oh. on, like a traditional app so oh weird. he slid into your dms late night social media yeah yeah oh. but um let's just say there's a hell of a lot of attachment there um and there's a hell of a lot of baggage so no i won't be, you I won't won't be, be knocking on that door no, you're 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 instigating your advice to your younger self of not running after the available man, which is a good piece of I advice to, to run like, after. Like, yeah, it's weird because like when it happened, like I had like a little heart flutter because it's like I suppose everyone remembers their first sort of um, time or whatever. So it was there was a bit of me it was like, wow, this is really odd. But um, yeah, I've I've shown how much I've grown as a person. Mm. Ish. So let's move on then to the. The next, the next sort of, I suppose, main thing that takes up the rest of your life is around like your career and work. Like, what advice would you would you give to yourself in that area? I'll go um, first and say, that yeah, you go on, you go first. <laughs> like, it's it's. I would say for myself, it's it's okay not to know what you want to do, and everything leads towards something. Just like. Take out of every job that you have the best, like, take something from the experience of doing the job and try and enjoy what you're doing. But remember that you're not stuck somewhere forever. And if you don't know where you're going, that's completely fine. Like, you don't have to have this career plan that everyone thinks you should have. And don't stress if you don't feel, like, passionate about a particular thing. Yeah, I no, I I would definitely agree, um, and I would have I would have made the same point because um, I done my leaving cert at sixteen, and I had a two year period of not knowing at all what I wanted to do. Um, the current profession I'm in, I fell into at eighteen, but um, but like that, I, I don't feel stuck there. I'm obviously earning a specific wage at the moment, um, consummate mm. to my experience, but um, but still, if I was really really passionate about something else, um, I think if I was comfortable in other areas, yeah, I probably would just do it. But no, that sound that is sound advice. Yeah, um, is is it's okay not to know, and like that, I mean. I've done jobs within the professional run that I've absolutely hated. Um, but then, like you, you take even even a character um, from that that place you worked in, and that makes it all the better. I mean, you yeah. look back and you think, how crazy was that person, or um, or your colleagues and stuff. So, yeah, no, nothing, nothing was wasted. Nothing was wasted when it came to it. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with I agree with you. Yeah, saying. I think you, it's you're funny. Not stuck to it. I was listening to an interview recently with Anne Doyle, who you would think of the absolute professional top of her game before she retired and she had no yeah. plan she had absolutely no plan she fell into mm-hmm. her career so wow. it's nice to hear it when you did as well so it actually gives you a bit of confidence about your yourself yeah exactly and who like, wouldn't want to be Anne Doyle I mean we 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 had an opportunity to see her on stage earlier this year and she she glows she's like a magnificent she unicorn really just mm-hmm. spectacular but no, I think that, that that is like it's it's good to hear those stories and have people acknowledge the fact that they did just kind of fall into their career or they kind of stumbled along a path that brought them where they were. And also like that how important it is that you take the best out of every experience that you're having and that when you are stumbling along that path. Because just exactly as you said, like I worked in a couple of jobs that, you know, I didn't care about the stuff I was doing. I didn't care about, you know, the like actual job itself meant very little to me. 
but I made amazing friends out of it. Or I have like yeah. fantastic experiences from like nights out or it moved me on to like into a different kind of, it moved you on to a different place or even, you know, like I think, I suppose it's about like really, really making sure that you make the most out of every single experience and allowing it to see where it can push you on because everything will push you on. Because even if you look at how we ended up starting this podcast, it was a series of like random little kind of things had to fall into place in order for this yeah, to happen absolutely. and then through it you know through it we've then all grown on with like different things that we're doing and it's you know i think that's an important thing to not to think that you don't have to set out with a game plan because if so many people do and i was so scared thinking oh i don't know what i'm doing so i don't even know like i was paralyzed to even try because yeah. i was so yeah, like yeah. i don't know where i want to go or what i want to do yeah absolutely um yeah it's my, like we're, we're singing out the same hymn sheet with that um so advice we would i would give to anyone else is yeah do it um make the most of it if you hate it change it um and yeah i still don't know like what i'm doing at 32 the other advice i'd give is wing it you don't need to know what you're doing you know what i mean don't stop yourself from applying for that job just because you don't know absolutely everything about it, mm-hmm. it you'll figure yeah, no, it out. Definitely. And, and the other people don't know what they're doing either so it's fine that's it like that's one of the most amazing things to understand and it's kind of because sometimes i've like through through like my working life i've had a couple of bosses who like the best managers and the best bosses i've had are the people who have sort of acknowledged how an awful lot of what they do is based on like instinct or on just kind of making it up a bit as they go along and just kind of having that ability and confidence to trust themselves and then that's instilled in me a bit more confidence to feel like that as well because you look at someone who looks like they have it all together and knows like has a project plan for everything and, and knows exactly what to do. And it is intimidating if you're not that sort of person, totally. but it's yeah. like, no, no one is completely that person. No, nobody does. Like even people that have went to college and have studied um, in the field that they're working in now, I still can't, I, 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 with conviction, I still don't think they could say they're doing something that they absolutely love. Um, and I've yet to meet that, that, that person. No. If you're that person, and, text us on the WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And James, the other side of what you're just saying there, the people who have their project plans down and they've got all, you know, all that shit together, they're missing something else. They're usually a dickhead or, you know what I mean? Exactly. They're missing the people skills. It's They're missing yeah. something. Or, or they're like, or they're completely incapable of dealing with something that comes out of the left field or goes wrong. Yeah. So it's like, there, there's like, everyone has strengths and weaknesses and you need to remember that when you're going into that, you're going to have strengths and weaknesses and like the value of your strengths is much more important than the like impact of your weaknesses from what I've found in any place that I've worked and done well in. Um, Absolutely. The other thing I suppose is it's not a race. Like it's, you don't have to, you don't have to be like rushing to get anywhere and it's not a competition. So just like try and, and just be happy where you are if you, if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's very much societal norms that we're supposed to be married yeah. um, at a certain age, supposed to have the house at a certain age, supposed to have the career at a certain age. That's, it's, it's bullshit. It, it doesn't happen that way and it won't happen that no, way. No, absolutely. And that brings us on to the next, the next topic was just Ooh. in terms of your lifestyle. What do you what do you wish that you had? Uh, you, what advice do you wish you could have given to yourself when you were younger about just like your general lifestyle? Um, only because I'm very jealous of them. I'd love to be a smug runner prick, <laughs> um, and I'd love to, but I'd love to have um, done that from a young age so that I would have got used to it. Because 
it's something um, you can do alone. Um, it's something that's great for your fitness, great for your mental health, um, great for getting outside in fresh air. Um, and yeah, most people that do it seem really smug and seem like they really enjoy it. And I'm jealous. Of <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm there with you. Like, I, I wish that when I was younger that someone You're had one taken of them me there. But this is it. I wish someone had said, do it, because you actually will really enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I think yeah. it, does, it does come back. I've got I've got two two things here. One is about that, like, activity stuff. It's like, I wish that I'd just been able to... I could go back and say to myself, get involved in things, because you are actually the sort of person who likes to be involved in things. So, like, yeah. like, I liked, kind of... It took me years to build up the confidence to, like, go and say, get involved in the Warriors, or, like, do the, the Gay Theatre Festival, or, like, actually kind of put myself out there into the, those sort of things. But mm. I really enjoy them. Like, back in college, I went to... Um, back in college, I remember I went to a drama sock meeting my first, like, week of first year. And I got, like, through the first round of auditions. But then I was so, like like terrified of like not knowing or what was coming or like not understanding it that I was like oh no I can't do that but like I wish I could have just given myself the kick up the ass of like no take the experience go for it just follow it whatever it is you're you're just going to make the best like make the best out of it you'll meet people you'll have a great time that way the other thing I would say is that it's okay do what you want to do at your time don't don't feel like you have to do something that other people want you to do or that other people expect you to do. And that all comes down to one very important thing. When you go on holidays, if you don't want to go to fucking museums and all you want to do is sit on the beach or sit somewhere and drink, it's perfectly okay to do that. <laughs> museums okay. aren't for everyone. You don't have to go to museums if you don't want to or galleries. Yeah. And this, on the flip side, if you don't want to sit on a beach all day and drink or sit in the sun, go to the museum, go to the art gallery. Yeah, stop You're pleasing the too. other people. Do what you want to do. Exactly. Do, it, do what you want to do yourself. Don't feel James, like it's funny. It's funny you've mentioned that because um, like the last big holiday I was on with you, that's actually one of the problems is that everyone tried to suit... No, no, that's everyone didn't try and suit everyone. Everyone tried to do the same thing and we all just ended up hating it. Yeah. yeah no exactly we had like big a, a big sort of ordeal of one person really wanting to do one thing and everyone's being dragged to do that and then all kind <laughs> of just like it, it just becoming this like really like misery trudge through the city and it was actually, like Martin, why I'm are really we doing sorry. this I, I, I excluded Martin in that conversation you were actually there too you were actually on that holiday Sorry. Oh, that's the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. In Grand Canary. Yeah, sorry. Well, problem. we were staying in a different place, so we were automatically doing our own thing. We just joined up for dinner and whatnot. So. Yeah, so you, you were doing what we wanted to do, and we couldn't. Yeah. Mm. We went to the uh, the Yumbo Centre Museum every day. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so different during the day than it does at night. I mean, it really, really does. It absolutely does. <laughs> By day, it's like trinket shops. By night, it's glory holes. <laughs> it's a running theme here with glory um, holes. I know the the glory holes are like, but I mean that's it. In during the during the day, the, the glory holes are there to blow the uh, to blow the glass, and at night they're there to blow <laughs> everything else. This is the new concept. Um, but yeah, I, this is what you've been playing. <laughs> this is for. it. Yeah, yeah. Because we're actually we're going to open a big gay bucket list glory hole shop at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the season. <laughs> that's if we're allowed to open it. Yeah, the merchandise is coming. <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh my god the big, gay, the big gay glory hole <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's get 
let's get on to the next round. The next topic that we were going to think about advice for is mental health. What would you tell oh, to yourself God. just around like looking after yourself? And again, not going to drag anyone down with me this time, but this is certainly not an area that I have managed to master just yes. yet. <laughs> I'm just going to start with, I should have started it a lot earlier and I've waited so long to actually do some fucking counselling. Yeah, I, that would be that would be my advice too, is get into that counselling early and be honest with your counsellor. They're not there to judge you, they're there to like mm-hmm. support and help you. Because I don't know how long it took me to to actually start like actually opening up about stuff to the counselor that I was talking to. For a long time, I was like, "Oh, I couldn't talk about this because she'll think that it's real trivial, or she'll think that it's you know." And it's being actually open with the person really does help, and actually will, talking about talking about stuff really helps. I will say this though: <clears throat> I signed up for an online service recently, and it's done by the week kind of thing, so you can message them. But I've been booked in the video consultations with them, right? And it's an American service, which is said I give it a go to see what if it's different to Irish. But like my counselor kind of made me feel guilty for giving out about work. She's like, oh, well, my last client was, um, I don't think she done it intentionally, but she's like, my last client's been looking for work for the last X number of weeks and is getting all stressed out about that. And I was like, hold up a second. I don't think I'm supposed to feel guilty in counseling. No, definitely not. So um, needless to say, won't be renewing her. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Um, I suppose that's that's a good point though is that um even if it, it could take you years to find the right counselor um, when you do cling on to them and be open and honest with them but um mm. it, it's it, the first or second or third or fourth or fifth might not be the right fit either yeah but i think as well like re- like actually one of the one of the things that i wish that i'd understood earlier is that uh, your mental health isn't like it's a continual thing i think you have to continually work on because it's not you're not going to have a big fixed moment you're not going to like with whatever issues you have or whatever kind of whatever things you're bringing through life whatever baggage you're bringing through life counseling or you know talking about stuff isn't going to be like a jcb that comes in and excavates all that stuff and boots it out somewhere else the issues are still going to be there it's about learning to 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 live with them and figuring out what way your mind works and how you can like how you can recognize the signs when you need to be a bit kinder to yourself or where you need to look after yourself or perhaps need to re like re-engage with a counselor and also i suppose just knowing that it's, it's always going to be an ongoing thing I think that's that's something that'd be valuable because then you don't feel kind of like a failure when you arrive back at a place where you're not feeling great after you've absolutely. sort of worked yeah. through stuff the first time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, we're getting better as a nation, but as typically as a nation, we um, people look at going to counselling as a failure almost um, when it's it's yeah. the biggest personal growth you'll ever get mm-hmm. in your entire life. And I also think you should uh, start your counselling when you're still in a good place before you get to crisis mode. <laughs> Yeah, I I think Perfect. so. Number yeah, one. if you because <laughs> no, I think if you if you like, I suppose it, it it sometimes can like the crisis can come on you in a way where you don't even feel it. But if you are lucky enough to kind of be able to like step into it and like start looking at stuff before you get to that crisis mode, then you'll be able to avert like a much deeper issue than um that perhaps you would otherwise have. And also, I think um advice to my younger self would be. Uh, make sure that you book a lot of holidays in 2019 because 2020 ain't gonna <laughs> yeah right. it's funny it, it's it's funny actually discussing all these things about younger selves and um there is that sort of wall between the year that we're having and everything else that's happened so you would tell yourself like to just get a credit card at 20 and 
like roll up ten grand on a do what you want because twenty twenty is going to come along. And That's it. Yeah. Out but yeah, you get transported back for three minutes to like I don't know oh, two thousand two thousand and four, and like you you get in front of yourself and you just went go to the pub, yeah. go to the pub. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I was when we were talking about getting photos from the year two thousand. Um. I was looking back at all the photos of me like in a pub and there's so many people around and like the level of anxiety is just incredible now. It's like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you just like completely socially distanced? It's terrible. Looking looking through old photo albums um, and thinking about how you can... Uh, well, actually, that, I suppose that kind of brings us on to our last thing that we were going to talk about was like sort of what advice did you give yourself around friendships? And I'll kick off with by saying... You kick off. I'll kick off on this one by saying that this is this this might sound negative or, or mean i'm not sure but like that friendships aren't a permanent thing and that's okay that mm-hmm. yeah you, people will float in and out of your life at different times and they'll come back and or they won't come back and you'll have a person who's very important to you for for a couple of months up to like many years and that person then will 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 move out of your life or move out of your circle and the, the the format of friendships change and it's really Absolutely. important that you grow with the friends that are staying around and not get stuck in a particular moment or a particular time when when you met people or that was significant to, to mm-hmm. you as that group because in other words it'll become stifling and you won't enjoy being around those people anymore very much so um i would also say that um loneliness doesn't give um what am I trying to say? Loneliness doesn't, shouldn't allow, you shouldn't allow a frenemy or someone who you thought was a friend and was an asshole, don't let them back in just because you're feeling a little bit lonely. Um, just, it, it's I, it's not a good thing. It's gone backwards instead of going forwards. Um, and I just wouldn't settle for someone being an asshole because of that. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, it's very important to like... I, you you have a way that you treat people and if people don't treat you with that same level of respect or there's not that sort of same level of 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 um respect is the word that's coming to my mind but if somebody isn't as sensitive to you or isn't as as sort of like as good to you as you would be to them then it's it's you know don't get them around like kick them out you don't have time for for yeah you know as that lady said no one got time for that these like bastards hanging around in your life kind of trying to make you feel judged or make you feel bad for doing stuff or make you feel like as if you're not like a good friend or you're not a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's okay to have several groups of friends and th- there's no one set of friends that are better friends than others. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have older friends and you'll have more memories with them. Um, but yeah, like if you throw yourself into a, a new friendship group, do it. Take what you can from it. Yeah. I, I think as well, like... Um, from my experience don't bother trying to mix friend groups too much people will get on or like (laughs) you know this kind of like weird feeling that like i want all my friends to be friends with all my friends and all this like it's it's a lot also backfire because um you could really like a particular friend and then the other friend meets one of your other good friends and they become better friends so ultimately that's a bad thing for you as well so keep everyone separate don't let any bastard Mm -hmm. near but no but i think like trying to (laughs) Because, like, the, the idea of, like, having... I, I think that the only time that friend groups should be brought together are significant life events. That's it. Weddings. You, weddings sprung to mind. Yeah. Weddings, exactly, or, like, significant birthdays. That's the time to bring people together. I think... But I think other than that, like, there's no point in trying to force groups to become... Like, 
you know, there's a there's a weird yeah, notion well, of feeling there's, that there's it, a misconception that people think um, because they're friends with you, they automatically will be friends because you're friends with them. Yeah. Um, and there's so many levels in friendship that just one thing won't gel well with you that will gel well with somebody else. Oh, completely. Because like, I, I if I look like around, I've got several little groups of friends, and I'm like not a I'm a very different person within each of those kind of groups yeah. and like not in like not in a bad way or a duplicitous way but it's just like different people bring out different parts of who i am Absolutely. and that's that's a good thing like it's it's important to to acknowledge that and know that different groups of different people give you different things um, yeah definitely but yeah and don't also, be afraid to break up with a friend if you don't want the brand anymore yeah also if everything's on their terms they're not a friend yeah, yeah exactly absolutely yeah absolutely Bitches be tripping. That would be my main advice to myself. Just cut everyone out of your life. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like just you don't worry. You're not going to need friends. Twenty twenty is going to take care yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to see them anyway. You know. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. There's going to be months at a time where, like, literally, you're just going to see nobody. <laughs> All you're going to have is this podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. The content's coming. The content, the content is, is coming. coming. The content, the content is coming right now because one of the little things I suppose when we were thinking about, because um, none of us knew each other when we were these like idle 18, 19, 16 year olds um, who, who we would be giving and imparting this wisdom and advice to. So we did share some photographs with each other, which we'll put out on our social media so you can have a good look at us. Uh, when oh, we gosh. were in our formative years and we'd love to hear what you think of those. I, I believe that I look quite like a middle-aged lesbian in my um, in my beautiful <laughs> photograph one piece of advice i'd give myself based on the photograph is short sleeve shirts yeah. with horizontal designs are not your friend <laughs> i would echo that and neither is wet look gel neither is wet look gel <laughs> oh god yeah. are you giving so me the advice or are you giving yourself the yeah. advice <laughs> exactly, yeah. i'm giving i'm giving myself these advice like, you're, you're giving my young uh, self advice as well there that I should have heeded. <laughs> That's it. Don't, yeah. don't. I think that the best piece, the best piece of advice I could give any person who came of age in the like early noughties don't shop in unique. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, God, what a hellhole. <laughs> There's still some people that dress like it. Stop wearing boot jeans. I know. Oh, I know. Good. It's so weird to see them. <laughs> So but bad. apparently they're on their way back now because it's it's 20 years of skinny jeans and people are getting sick of them. I will say this though, Stephen. Even back in your photo, you just look so done with everything. And you're pretty much like oh, that now. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> new there. Yeah. Like, come on. Jesus. Now, I have to say, in that photo, I, I, I distinctly remember that day and um, I was try- trying so hard to fit in with so many people in primary school um, on that specific day. And I should have just realized then that most of these are assholes. And you're, like, I literally do not speak to one of them from primary school now. So everything's okay. You don't need to have um, a massive friend group in primary school because you'll get your friends along the way. Uh, that's, that's a really good point. Like I don't, yeah. I don't talk to any of the people that I was in primary school with. And even Same. secondary school, like actual secondary school, I don't talk to anyone. There's a few friends that I made in my teenage years who I still friends with, but like no one that I'm, no one that I'm, I'm like, um, still friends with now. College is where you yeah. come of age. I was just looking at this photograph that I shared. I remember, I, re- 
You don't have to either. I remember this shirt and how much I loved it. Do you remember I spoke about having, there was like an orange one that had like, that was that was made out of like a uh, sort of a, a plasticky material that had like zips over the nips. <laughs> you know, I spoke yeah. about that shirt on a different, yeah. yeah. You did. I bought that does. shirt and this one. So this shirt, which, which you'll be able to see on, on our Instagram, is a gorgeous, it's like a cream kind of colour and it's got like a baby blue Aztec design going on and I remember thinking that it was the height of fashion at that moment I was like I could not get enough of it I oh the eyebrow piercing like no um, I, well eyebrow piercing is dreadful but it looks like you have a little turn in your eye which makes me feel a little bit sad oh my god I do look like I'm having a stroke yeah <laughs> I was gonna ask did you, <laughs> did you have anything were you done on there? holiday somewhere because you have a very red nose I was in I, I was in Galway so, oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, though. That's the thing, though. Like, I, this is a, a, a phenomenon that, like, I have. Um, but oh my God, that's what I forgot. I, I actually, if you zoom really far in, so I, uh, this is like a get ready, guys, for an exclusive. Um, Kelly Rowland stole red, um, red highlights off me. I got red highlights, and then Kelly Rowland had the next minute. And then I, in order to be a mad bastard, got blue highlights blue. in oh, my wow. hair. I, I thought it was and just a weird background see, thing. And you can see them there. Oh my Christ! But also, it's like, like that I, bird all over again. You're tropical. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know how I like got it. Be more expressive and everything. And there's you at 18 with blue hair, a ridiculous shirt, an eyebrow piercing. Like, you're following every trend. I just didn't do any of that sort of stuff. Um, the thing is, this is like a thing I, I, I always... There's a couple of photos of me from this period. And I think the thing that I recognise most in them is that I had fat man face. You know when, like, the face is so fat that there's no real definable <laughs> kind of characteristics? Like I, What I, what I, I will say... Is um, I just realised how much um, of Nolene's mouth you have. You just have the exact same mouth. Yeah, well, that's because I've hidden most of it under a beard. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see. I, I don't. I don't think I look like. I, like I. I don't know. I can totally see. I can totally see your ma or you and your mom in the, in that photo. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, there you go. Also, Ma- wide load. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, I don't thought be judgmental. I thought you were moving on to Martin's photo, and you were like, "So, <laughs> thank you." Yeah, well, you know, maybe some advice would be like, you know, to eat better earlier. Yeah, I think that um, and stop don't be shopping afraid. in the Saint Bernard section. Yeah, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't be afraid of vegetables. Actually, pay attention to what you're wearing because of what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Um. But anyway, I think that we've all we've all taken an awful lot out of this segment, and we hope that you have too. <laughs> Very much so. It's quite cathartic. It was. I don't. I don't feel as messed up. So, Stephen, tell me, what are you coming for? What are you living for in this um, week so one I'm for something. of six? Yeah, coming for something. Um, and this is something that's going to uh, resurge over the next couple of weeks, I, I assume. Um, it's something that started in the first lockdown and it seems to be coming back or some people just haven't done anything else with it. Um, it's the Reface app. Oh! So we're sending oh. that into room 101. Stop. Honestly. Cease immediately. It is just... It's, it's, 
Oh, no, it's so bad, and also borderline racist. But I would sometimes. completely agree with that because, like, all of these like little white gay boys like refacing themselves onto like Cardi B and like yeah. Lizzo. It's yeah. it's not cute. Um, you're in your thirties. Stop it. Here's a question for you. Oh. Do you know when? Because I've watched like because uh, Instagram stories are full of them. Do you know when people are moving their mouth? Like when they are actually yes. Does the app do that, or do they have to actively sing along? So are they sitting in front of their phone like blah blah no, blah the, blah? The app does it. So it just takes um, it just takes the like an AI of your your mouth open and closed, and they'll do it. I think I, I will say what I will say. Um, one the, the only person I've seen that is doing it tongue in cheek is a Davina Divine. And Agreed. she does a tongue in cheek that's completely yeah, acceptable. Yeah. Mr. Bean. Anyone else just. But Mr. Bean was fucking hilarious. I laughed about it for so long. <laughs> Everyone else just stopped. I just think Davina knows how to work it. Nobody yeah. else do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Stop it unless you're Davina Divine. Yes, I, I completely agree. I, I think that everyone except Davina Divine needs to cease immediately with their Reface yes. app. Just, it, it, is, it is unacceptable. Not cool. So tell me, what are you coming for or what are you living for? This I'm I'm living for. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe I should be... No, I'm living for this. I think it's hilarious. Banana bread. So we've... Yes, <laughs> banana bread. <laughs> banana bread of the glory hole. Um, <laughs> these bananas are so expensive. How will I make banana bread with these expensive bananas? Anyway. Um, so as we know, dearly departed Fungi the Dolphin, RIP, um, oh, has, has vanished. And someone put him up on RIP.ie. <laughs> 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 I have not seen this. I will, I will, I will send this because I honestly, I laughed about it for so long. And also, like, I'll send the picture down if so you can see it as well. But someone also, um, the memes have been hilarious. I know if you're in Ireland, Simpsons fans, the memes around Fungi, like Fungi, yet uh, going to or Fungi dying, were hilarious. And Apparently now there's like a a, com- a business community group where after like starting like a campaign to get like um t- to get I, I don't know, support for the boating tour uh, industry down in Dingle that had emerged because of Funky and I'm like now lads you've had to realize as this dolphin entered his fourth decade that this was not exactly a industry that could last forever so you know it's not on us to like bail you out just because the dolphin ceased. And that, that I think is the biggest conspiracy theory ever is that Fungi is the same dolphin for the last 40 years I don't believe it I just reckon there's about 15 of them but then when where where is he where is he now then yeah because I just when, Shirley... that's what I was wondering like why are they there's so much you know talk about him not being around for a couple of days I thought they'd just find the next dolphin and call that Fungi you know what I mean exactly that's exactly what I thought oh lord lordy lordy lord um that's brilliant yes, R.I.P. I'm, I'm, I'm 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 loving that RIP.ie. I think it's very very funny. Well done, whoever did that. I did also like the meme that uh, Tony Hulahan had um, stolen him so that Mia Martin had to announce level five. I did laugh at that. I thought that was a trouble. <laughs> yes, um, I I I liked the one where this is like a niche Simpsons meme you know the episode of yeah, you see i think that i'm gonna I, i'm actually i'm coming for two things i'm coming for that stupid ireland fucking simpsons fans group because it makes absolutely no sense and most people in it are in their 30s or 40s and they're commenting like they're children i'm sorry stop it cut it out facebook you need to do something about that shit 
Okay, Sorry. I'll 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 get on to I'll get on to the the group finder tomorrow and just let them know. Christ, too. Uh, but you also hit your limit of it commenting about it, James. You you've been mentioning <laughs> it in every show. <laughs> Done. I don't, it's, it's very funny. I'm going to stop now, though. Now that I realise it's a bone of contention, you know. <laughs> I just like who watches Simpsons and who ever watched Simpsons because I didn't have Sky as a child. child so. Everyone watched Simpsons. Like everyone watched Simpsons. Like has seen the Simpsons from that like. <laughs> The left for you, and that's it. I got a call oh, no. from Continuity, James. They're, they told me you were talking about it too much. Oh, no. <laughs> My anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> content is coming, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, but, but not, not Simpsons content. <laughs> not Simpsons no, content. definitely not. No, thank you. Though actually, do you know what? I now I'm on your side, Stephen, because I think that it's getting a bit like um, it's getting a bit like Waterford Whispers. Do you remember when, like, initially that was real funny and everyone was like, "Oh, this is the best," and then suddenly it got sort of shit, and then it was like, "Ugh," and then all of so the reason the reason it went shit is when they started um, like doing that Patreon stuff and all. It's just like they ran out of jokes. Yeah, like Waterford Whispers just ended. It's satire. Just ended as that period. Yeah. Just start rehash stuff. What you should be following is the Cumberland Shopping Centre because that's hilarious. oh, that is yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll never get old. Never, never. Like all they do is just slag Drimna. Like, <laughs> it's good. Or Drum Town Centre, like it's brilliant. Burn Drimna, burn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we spent way too much time on this, so let's wrap it all up. Let's wrap up. <laughs> You can follow the Big Gay Book List across all usual social media platforms and listen in fortnightly wherever you get your podcast. Please, please, please give us any feedback or reviews on previous episodes and get in touch if you'd like us to cover a topic. Before we finish up, there is just enough time for me to say thank you to Martin for all the, the wonderful world you do, wonderful work you do putting together the episodes and to my hefty heartbreaker of a co-host, Stephen Hackett. Thank you so much. And of course, to you, thank you for listening to The Big Gay Bucket bucket list. List.